All right, y'all, welcome to another episode of Exposure Runs, the podcast. Um, every time we have guests up here, I always say something along the lines of, it's an honor, we're happy to have. Um, this particular guest, everybody should know this guest. If you're from the Chicago land, the Midwest area, hell, if you're just a fan of high school basketball, you should definitely know this gentleman. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him years ago. When he came in, uh, I showed him the picture that he took with Xavier uh, back in like 2015. But... You know, I'll just go ahead and read off a few things that I got uh, that I did some research on, if that's okay with you. Oh, that's good. Okay, all right, cool. So, first thing is the impressive reported fifty-one inch vertical. Yeah, that's that's, that's true. That's true. Okay, that's true. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, ESPN reported uh, best freshman in ninety-two, ninety-three, three-time Parade All-American, senior year average thirty-two points, twelve rebounds, five assists. Four and a half blocks, four steals. But here's that, that the, those numbers alone is impressive. This is the most impressive one because who the fuck was keeping track of four and a half dunks per game? Yeah, uh, Coach Ron Estridge. <laughs> he was keeping, he was keeping track of all that stuff. Oh, four and a half dunks per game. <laughs> Re- reportedly, no, actually not reportedly because I actually seen it with my own eyes on the video. Jumped over a player in high school before Vince Carter did it in the Olympics. Consensus first All American. For Parade, USA Today, and McDonald's. Now, I don't know if this record still stands, and you can correct me. Uh, third time all, third all-time leading scorer for CPS with 2,619 points. I think that might still stand. That still stands. I think so. Okay. The top five, at least. Uh, top five, at least. Yeah. Not, oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, played in the CBA, three-time All-Star, three-time All-First Team, All-CBA Second Team, CBA Defensive Team, CBA All-Rookie Team, two-time scoring champ, four-time steals leader. And I wrote this one down because, I, I don't know if you know this, I'm from Philadelphia. So, okay. you played for the Penn Valley Dogs twice. Daryl Dawkins. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then, of course, you started your career in the CBA with the Rock for Light. Of course, we got to uh, mention them. But your playing career was extensive and very, very impressive. We'd like to welcome Coach Ronnie Fields to the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you being up here, sir. It's it's actually a a very honor to have you up here. Um, Our goal with this podcast and this platform is just to kind of, particularly for me as an outsider, is to kind of bridge that um, that the Chicago basketball culture and like you are probably not probably like you are a huge part of that Chicago culture of basketball, particularly when it comes to high school and just everything that you've given back to the game in this city. So uh, we you. are very honored for, to have you up here. Thanks for having me, guys. Definitely. Um, do you know anything about our platform, the Exposure Runs platform at all? Well, so, you know, um, when you reached out to me and I got a chance to like check it out and look at some of them, you know, um, guess you have, which is, you know, Chicago Lure, which is, you know, with Mike Irvin, Coach Rob, I mean, Mike Irvin mm-hmm. and um, uh, Rob Smith. Um, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, that's good, because you get a chance to come out here and continue to talk about, you know, Chicago hoops, um, guys that have been around forever and seen so many great players and then coach a lot of great players as well. So. For me, it was a no-brainer to come out and just share my my part. So um, let me let me tell you what made me reach out to you. So a few days, I think the day, either two days or the day before, I actually reached out to you. And and if I'm not mistaken, I would have to check. It might have been that same day. I was on the phone with what 
excuse me, one of my guys, Coach Marlon London, who's over at um, EIU. Oh, yes, yes. And so he reached out to me. Well, I'm sorry. We were already on the phone. We were talking about, just kind of talking. He was like, he called me like, yo, I really like the podcast. I just wanted to give you your flowers, blah, 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 blah. He said, man, you should, you should try to get Ronnie on the show. And I said, I don't really have no... Um, connection with him He's like well I'll, I'll reach out to him And now Marlon is my guy Like anytime Marlon Tell me he's gonna do something he, he gonna do it It was just one of them things Where I was like You know what Fuck it I'm gonna just reach out Like <laughs> Worst case scenario He'll say He don't answer right. Or he'll say I don't have time So I just Sent you a nice little message And just yeah. kind of Explained everything You know Instagram keeps you Kind of limited For how much you can write I right. wrote a lot more than Yeah that. so that's what I You know for <laughs> me You know like I said I I mean, I, I love doing the podcast for people that sending out a lot of positive energy and especially something that connect with the youth. Because mm-hmm. um, that's one of the biggest things for me, like learning so much over the years, you know, from the area, you know, Chicago, West Side, where I grew up at, you know, and the knowledge that I gained throughout not just my youth, but then playing days. Mm-hmm. And then understanding when I retired and I came back, to see the difference mm-hmm. in the youth today in terms of how they approach hard work, um, the dedication, and, and in the mindset. Because like I said, it's a lot of distractions, even more so in this day and age than, than when I played. Mm-hmm. So for me to pretty much try to like help and generate um, as much you know, you know, focus as I can with, you know, sitting down with even my AU program that I run and training kids and talking to a lot of you for speaking events is to share the knowledge of like the perseverance, the ups and downs, um, the, 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 the focus when things are a little bit dark mm-hmm. in your life or how you turn things around. And, and sometimes it's hard because a lot of people not built the same way, mm-hmm. you know, and um, sometimes you can be given some knowledge or some, you know, advice to, to people that, you know, may receive in a different way, but not, might not be as strong right. as you. Right. So, right. So you got to kind of, uh, uh, filter it towards filter. their person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I learned that when I first decided to get into coaching of, the way I was coached, mm-hmm. um, the hard nose to get out of it, and we just thought that's the way it was. But it also helped us make us stronger mm-hmm. down the road. But then I realized, even though that times are changing, just being in a situation where to relate to kids in a different manner and get away from if I want to get them to work hard and respect what I'm teaching them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is to kind of meet them in a in halfway where they understand I care about them first and not just about them playing for me and what they doing. So how, what, how I, difficult is that? It, it wasn't once you realize it was just more the caring and showing them that look, you, you know, cause a lot of kids don't come from like two parent homes, mm-hmm. you know, and you can see that. And then we get a mixture of, kids that you see coming to gym with their parents, both parents, or some come with one parent or a grandma, you also pay attention to the body language of the kids. Right. So for me, that's when I knew I had to just change um, the mindset because it was just not about the sport of basketball. It was just getting them to understand that people still care. It's not just about you playing for Right, them. right. So they understand that you care for them 
despite just basketball, now they're willing to go out there and work harder, play for you, mm-hmm. and then you you treating them the same as if they not the best player to the best player on the right, team, but you right. give them the the same amount of respect. Okay. Um, and once we was able to understand that, and I told you know taught that with my coaches, you start to see more kids embrace. And don't get me wrong, it's, it's hard because, you know, me, I'm a competitor. But also, you got to know how to bring it back a little mm-hmm. and, you know, meet them halfway in terms of seeing what else going on. Because there can be some other things going on in their life. Yeah, this generation of kid, we, we live in, in the trophy era, meaning everyone yeah. gets a trophy, yeah. right? How difficult... And maybe difficult is not the word. How different is that from when you were coming up? And 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 when I say when you were coming up, I know that things change with each. You know what I'm saying? As you get yeah, older, yes. right? But I mean, now it's like everybody gets a trophy. Well, and the thing back then, it what it it taught you is like if if you want to achieve some, especially when people talk smack, the way you took it out. If you lost one year, you come back with a vengeance the following year. And that's because you were just taught that way. Like, there's nothing else, you know, to focus on but just getting better. Right, right. And From the time you, you lost to the next yes. Yeah, yeah. The thing now is for me and at times I, I'd be a softy at, at points with my kids because when you deal with so many of them and you – I. I sometimes erase the basketball to think about what a kid may be dealing with with school at school. Some kids would be out there playing because it it gets them away from like Therapy. a lot of things. Yeah, and mm-hmm. some I had kids been bullied a lot. You know, so you have to be willing to like as a coach. Yes, you want to competitive, you be competitive. You want to teach them as much as you can, but sometimes. Having a focus consistently is hard because it can be those type of things that's on that kid's mm-hmm. mind where you can be like, oh, you're not listening. You're not paying attention. Whereas, you know, nowadays it's a lot more social media, a lot of things they're exposed to and they deal with more. So you got to try to balance, you know, um, how you pouring into them. Yeah, yeah, how you pouring into them. Um, just to kind of step back just a little bit, um, now that you are coaching – Name your Mount Rushmore of high school coaches. Oh, man. You got to go with Rob, you know, over at Simeon. Um, Dorothy Gators. Okay. What she had done with girls in the days. Even Nick, when he was coach Nick, 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 Nick Irvin, or what he has done as well. Um, I said my coach because he had developed a lot of great players okay. as well. And he just retired. And he just retired. Shout out to That's him. A, yeah. I, I, I'd Shout love you to, to help Nelson. me get him up here. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, say, say, no, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I, I want to get In fact, he live out south this way. Okay. Uh, we can yeah. talk about that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, so okay. And you know, like I said, Pingatore was a great coach. Uh, shout out to coach, rest in peace. Um, 
Bedford at Marshall was another great coach. Somebody else named him as well. Um, Marshall had a whip back in the day too. Yes, and um, the coach at um, Coach Manati was at you know that was at um, the school um, on the tip of my tongue. But Coach Rick Manati coached also at Fenwick, okay, and he coached also at the school up north. Okay. As All well. Right. Um, and who else? Man, some, some, some great coaches I watched that. It's hard to name just four. Yeah. It's hard to name just four. And that's Chicago has a nice nucleus. Hamrick. Uh, uh, yes. Coach Hamrick. Yes. Um, man. Let's go, man. We can. Yeah, we could, we could just have a conversation about yeah, that alone. You, like I said, we had some, some, some great coaches over the years. Um, and then, like I said, the coach at Ben is another good coach. Oh, yes. He's been there for a yeah, while. He's been there for a while. DePaul Pratt, they got a nice coach oh, down there. Coach, yeah. Klein, Klein, Klein Smith. Klein Smith is a another, good coach. Another great coach as well. Mm-hmm. Man. So many. It's so many. It's so many. It's so many. Um, I read that you said when you were 17 that you were treated like a rock star. Explain that. Well, at the time, like, I think at that age, you know, you go to games and, you know, people is like in the barbershop often like, all right, I'm going, you know, jumping out of a chair to come watch you play. Right. And then a line of people paying prices that they'll pay to go to a Bulls game. You know, at the time, we, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. We, like, for us, we, like, I think what, with, especially with a guy like Kevin, the passion to get out there and win and perform was always, like, a motivation. Mm. You know, it's, and so, like, when we had games, we already got to a point where we knew, you know, what the night was going to be like. Mm. Selling out places, even with the Kill Center in St. Louis to the um, Hoop Center Loop mm. where we had Met the Man, Red Man came and performed. <laughs> I did um, not know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did not know um, that. We played um, Rock Island um, down at DePaul, um, one of the practice facility at the times, um, Alumni Hall. So... <laughs> And then, like, we go out to eat places, and, you know, people are like, oh, don't, you got to pay for anything. You know, it was just different where you don't experience as, you know, a 17-year-old kid. So everywhere we go, and it was like TV interviews, you know, giving them, and that's the thing my coach used to get mad. They like, why you just always when you sign stuff game over, you don't get your shoes away. I just just, you know, people ask fans, <laughs> I just give away everything. <laughs> Real super Yeah, you just like, hey, here you go. But I, I you know, that's why I said it was different. And I think in that era started the whole storm where you start putting more high school games because mm-hmm. then LeBron came. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, you know, it's like, okay, we, instead of, because you got to think, at the time, the exposure that me and Kevin had that went, you know, throughout the country. Yeah, national. 
people start like, now we need to start putting these games on TV. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, ESPN. It's came in the picture. And the thing now, yeah, you're putting yeah. all kinds of high school, school everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't, people don't want to miss something that's entertaining. Especially on the internet no, now. In like the internet. Like, if you missed it or if you wasn't there, you should at least be able to pull it from somewhere to see it. Exactly. So, like, now when you even see the views of people and watch what we're doing, and even one of the guys, are, you know, that does, he pops on and say, did you know back in the days such and such is um I forgot his name. Jay Dilla? No, you talking about yeah, him. Yeah, he matter of fact we follow each other now as well, but he you know, do these researches on so many great players and, and, and athletes and stories and stuff, mm-hmm. um that a lot of people don't know that brings back into today's generation to to see how many great players that have played or Played OCs or didn't play at the next level, but it's been a lot. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. Like for for the five or six that made it out. Yes, there's fifty that, that played, game. contributed good basketball contributed. to different levels. And that's why I say that goes back to like our city alone, Chicago. What's missing now? Because it seems to have it's different. With all due respect, I'm an outsider and I wear that on my sleeve. Like I I, I make it very clear that, you know, when I have someone of your caliber sitting up here that I can learn more from each person I've learned from. I've had Mike up here. I didn't know that Matt Urban wasn't always called Matt Urban. I learned some other things from him. I had Coach Rob up here. He taught us some stuff. So what? The dad was definitely the dad was amazing. Yeah, he was one of the guys that orchestrated so much, not just here. Just contributed a lot Nationally. to basketball. Yes, yes. yes. Um, that a lot of the generation that don't know, don't have no idea. They have no idea. They don't know what that name means yeah, on the front of their chest. A, it means a lot. Um, so you know, for me, oh, if I forget a coach that may rest in peace, the pure Emmanuel coach mm. that won four state titles. Wow, it's Mr. McLean, Mr. McLean, Sergio McLean's that. Don't don't don't. His dad. No no no. I was going to ask. Coach. I was going to ask you about that, but that's funny that you mentioned. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned. And shout, rest in peace to Coach McLean. Yes. Uh, well, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Yes. We're gonna get to that. Um, if social media was around when you were coming up, how much bigger do you think you and KG and y'all team would have been? Not just me and KG. You got to think. At that time of social media, what it was, did you understand who's in our class? Kobe. Yeah. Bibby. I'm from Philly, so I know about Tim Kobe. Tim Thomas. Yes, yeah, Tim Thomas went to Villanova, so I know about uh, Tim. Steven Jackson. Mm. Um, like. Y'all had a nice deck. That cl- that's what people don't understand. It was. What might be the might be the all time best high school <laughs> class. Yes, in history. That, like our nil deals would have been through the roof. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! Wow. You know, Mary, rest in peace, Kobe. You know, to me, like I said, it's we we both mirrored our games out there, MJ. I, I was about to say, like, I read that Kobe was like obsessed with overpassing or trying to be like the number one player while you and him were battling. And that's the thing what was so great about that. It was Steven like Steven Jackson talked about that. Yeah, it's like they like and there's so many like Corey Benjamin was in that class. Oh shit, he was in that class. Yeah, like I said, it's like our group was just different breed. Shaheem Holloway 
my man that's at Seton Hall. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And did a nice job with nice his team job, before they, he took yes. the Seton Hall job. So, you know, like Damn, I said, y'all had, we had, we Damn. had some guys, man. And that's why I tell people like, but I breed at the, you know, I breed. And even with KG, because AI and KG was a year ahead of us. Mm-hmm. But that breed on was like, we adopted the old school way mm. of watching the game. Which is what? The physical aspect of, in a game when we felt like going to basket at the time in terms of what, you know, if a guy come across, hit me on the shoulder or something like that, that that was not a foul. Mm. You know, an elbow check wasn't a foul. Mm. That will always break things down. In high school, probably my last eight games, I was, you know, like 32 my senior year. But averaging 30-some points a game, and what people realize, going to free throw line, only probably three times a game mm. in a physical era. That's what people didn't know. I didn't go to the line a lot and still my probably my last five games, I was having close to 40. <laughs> so the thing about like for me, you know, is you don't want to hurt no one, but you also want to be able to earn, you know, whatever nickname they give you when you're out there playing. Right. And back then we had to earn it going through some physical Play. Physical, physical you had to get after it. Yes, we, we yes. So that was the difference. <laughs> um, how much with that same question? How much would your social media have hurt you guys back then? With with a lot of the you know the rock star this hanging out doing this doing that cameras well, everywhere. I think back you know, <laughs> we, like we do. <laughs> I don't want to say no. Only like this is the crazy part, good or bad. In this era, they the bad will sell more than the good, mm-hmm. which was which is crazy. Um, and having like I say, the social media platform. If like you say, if it was you know had it back then, yes, we would have been more magnified. But also, I think with the discipline of the parents of the way they was back then, when they can, hey, you get out of line, you can get your. Yes, you yeah, yeah, see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, yeah. So it would have kind of tapered down a little bit, you know, right. um, um, back then. Because, like I say, you know, like I said, parents used to, and my grandma, and mom, they, they, we playing that. We can hit you with a broom. Uh, okay. Anything they can okay. find. I, I was a, I was a part of that era. <laughs> I was a part of that era. We ain't too we ain't too far apart in in terms of age. So I was yeah. a. I mean, I I didn't have you know I wasn't good in basketball. Well, you know, football was my sport. But okay. I came up in the era of like uh, I pick up anything yeah. and get yeah yeah. I grew up in yes. that era. So I mean, and like I said, I, I know you know we you want always this the thing that I know this more now in life is we want to it's like you said a participation trophy because you feel bad for one thing or one race or a situation in life where we pretty much try to cater to everything yeah sometimes 
catering to everything, we kind of lose our way of going through the battles and learning not kinda. the difficulties in life yes. to be stronger. Yes, yes. There's, there's no way, there's with this participation trophy era that we're in, there's really no way to fully measure how well your child, as they're becoming young men and young women, how well they can um, steer through adversity, yes. which is what life is about. That's about uh, now. I, I I do understand as a parent. I, I have a you know my son Xavier just he's in his freshman year because he just went off to college, and I have a six year old. So I do understand with each generation of parenting where you want to do a little bit different from before. From before, like I get that. I I understand that thoroughly. However, I do feel like we do in our children a huge disservice when it comes to taking it all. Like we're trying to yeah. block them. Now I'm guilty. Yes. Now I say that, but I'm guilty of it as well. Like I know where some of the things where I I stepped in front of or I hurried up and steered him away from certain yeah. things that yes. was like very we good. Oh, oh uh, that that we were. Uh, I I kind of steered him away from just being. Facing that adversity, I didn't yeah. want. I didn't want him to do it, and it was like, ooh, it, it was a trigger. Like, oh, I remember what I went through. I don't want him to have to go through that. So let me set it up so he didn't have to face that adversity. But I feel like I did him some disservice a little bit. And I tell you this, but see, this is the thing. He gonna still maybe face things. We all do as we get older. He just don't know how to face them now because I didn't teach him. So that moment comes. The fact that you directed them and guided them to college, he he got he gonna have a problem coming to you when one of those moments arrive. That well, you got to sit down and talk with you. You said he will. He will because I, I hope not. Some, and he just he just recently did. You want him to in this way because then you can have that conversation mm-hmm. and saying to him, you know what? Yeah, I should have did a little bit more of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Um, Back then, and that's where it's like now. What I would love to see from a lot of the youths, um, and even the parents moving forward, is to now when a lot of these kids, and like I said, I know certain situations can be different from transferring and moving around. Yeah, and and I hope with some coaches understand, like, give kids legitimate, you know, shots. I know you, you know, the name of the game is to win. But in life, you still winning when you do give a kid opportunity. Mm-hmm. And the fact you gave him opportunity, you just didn't assume mm-hmm. that he couldn't do certain mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that you just said, all right, you know what? You can't get better at this. And then you put him on the bench because now what happens is not giving them a chance to fight for a situation, to go to adversity, to see what he need to probably get better at. You can't already put them in a situation to transfer and leave. Mm-hmm. Now, every but each time they do that, they don't get a chance. Right, to, they, yeah. and that's the thing. It's yeah. like it's a hard balance with with the coaches as well as the players on fighting through the adversity and taking it on as a challenge. Because now, when kids look up down the line, I ain't never seen a success. Rate lately, where kid and transferred three, four schools, and it panned out for them moving forward. Yeah, because what it shows you when you're in a situation of adversity, y'all, he ain't playing, but this ain't going right, and you leave, and you keep leaving. What happens is this: 
when you go to make a living in life or work and it gets tough or even trying to build your own, you always going to find the easy way out to always, leave and always. think it's going to mm-hmm. turn out better somewhere else. But then you look up, you you 30, five, 35 yeah. years old, you like... No pension, yeah, you no opportunity. Yeah, you retire. just ran for everything, so yeah. you don't know um, if you just put yourself through the storm and gave yourself that legitimate chance to know how strong you can be on the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm hoping for, you know, the kids and coaches and those parents as well moving forward that we can, like, slowly just try to, you know, day by day um, teach these kids to to, to hang in there, Mm -hmm. you know, fight. Give yourself opportunity. Now, and and, and the same thing with coaches too as well. Give them that chance. And if it don't fit a work, then – Okay, you gave them that chance, but like I said, it's 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 a difficult life and world out here because you want to win, you want to do a job, and sometimes you have to say things. And and, and this is the thing: a lot of kids don't come from situation where they have strong support. Where if they make a choice, that they can go back and they can help them. When it didn't work out, right, 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 right. You see what I'm right, saying? Right. So if I'm like you, like a single mom, and you like, oh yeah, I trust you with my kid, and you send them there to a school, and all of a sudden it don't work out, and now the person that's suffering the most right now is the kid. Mm-hmm. The school can always play another guy, get another person, mm-hmm. and now the kid is looking at it like, if you don't got a strong support group to go back to that can weave you through and say, listen. That's a part of life. That's the thing yeah. that you know that can help guide you and say, "Look, you're gonna be in these difficult mm-hmm. situations. There's gonna like, be a lot more of them too. Yeah. There's a lot more gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. How you handle them, not with Running you know, with, with 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 alcohol or mm-hmm. with with drugs mm-hmm. or with partying, all these other things, because you're trying to establish a life of your own in the right way mm-hmm. to be able to one day share your story." on what you did to persevere through a situation. Because just people's story will always help somebody. Others. Others. Always. Everybody always, you know, has, you know, when we were going through the recruiting process, you, you, you talked about just giving an opportunity. And I remember having these conversations with coaches, just letting, you know, letting them know, hey, listen, we're not, we're, I'm not sitting here telling you or like, you know, if Xavier decides to come here, just you know, it's like all I'm asking is to give him a fair shot. A he, fair shot. he 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 can he can weather any situation. Yeah. Just if if it's a genuine fair shot, we end. Yeah. But if but if we get win or he feels like or just coming in, I don't yeah. think it's going to be. Then we'll we'll resp- and that's fine. Yeah. We'll just respectfully not come here. But mm-hmm. just just give him a fair shot fair because shot. that's that's what I'm teaching him. Yes. I'm teaching him. That if you if you get a fair shot and you take advantage of it, then you should get it. You should get it. And that's how we're thing. raising him. And I, and I think the thing is, is this. At the end of the day, I've seen it. So many situations where, like, if you hang in there and you work, trust me, your opportunity going to come. It ain't going to come at the time you want it to. It'll come when you need it. It's going to come at the time. And, it, you and opportunity might not even come there. Yeah. It but, might, it, but it will come. It might be a situation mm-hmm. where... You you know you would able to play in front of one team and yep. and do well even though they couldn't take you but another team might right 
So, or the coach that was with you or on you could pass the word on to another, another coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you know. Like I said, I think like moving forward, that I hope you know us as coaches and parents and and leaders in the situation that we can do a little bit better of leading and understanding that yes, it's going to be some adversity, but to and some toughness, you know, you're going to face from coaches mm -hmm. to understand the number of love and just trying to teach you mm -hmm. to not give up. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of going back a little bit, you know, when you were playing in high school, like just that experience overall, you know, before even before, even before KG got here, like just kind of talk a little bit about what that, experience was like for you you were a freshman playing up on varsity um and then you went into your sophomore year kg came your junior year, My junior year yeah so you so freshman and sophomore year like i mean I, i'm not gonna lie like from what i was told <laughs> like you were already the king of chicago yeah, i was yeah so i think the big and this is i'm happy you touched on that part of like being the, the guy as a freshman and as a sophomore along with May rest in peace, Big Curtis Gaines um, was was there with me, but mm -hmm. I think that's when I realized, even back then, when athletes can be more selfish, of like you didn't really want to team up and be with nobody, right, 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 because we how we was taught, mm -hmm. no, you go at a person yeah. or this your club, you want to be that's the guy, right. But the crazy part about that was like. That's when you really in, enjoy winning and loving the game because the minute Kevin got here and we teamed up, that transition was so easy and smooth. Really? Yeah, because I was just like, it's your team right now. So I'm, we we going to run this. We're going to do our thing. But you are a leader. You are a senior, and I'm a junior. Mm -hmm. So – that's why I was like we so was, was able to do it was easy just to kind yeah, of yeah because if you, you it's not I'm not thinking about just me I already established me yeah 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 you see what I'm saying right 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 so right. like what we as a team can do what can we accomplish you know yeah so that's why I was able to, to you know to be the arguably the best duel to play arguably I mean from from barbershop to hair salon to anything <laughs> in between that conversation in any state across this country that kind if you're a hoop novice and you know high school basketball not even novice but expert and you know high school basketball if you and KG name don't come up that's in that so conversation crazy. then even in other countries that, that's what I'm saying that's the thing that would threw me through a loop when these people had these pictures and photos I'm like and you get that yeah so I think that's when we know the impact that we, we it was, made. It was substantial. We were just talking about this two days ago. Like so, when I was coming, so so when I was coming up again, I don't think we're too far apart in age. But when I was coming up um, in Philadelphia, I, I wasn't a high school basketball person. Like I played football, but okay. I, I knew the high school basketball people. She Wallace, you know, just the kind of name of, Shout you know, uh, yeah, Co Co like all them guys, Kobe. Um, I mean, I can, name, you know, you know, Lynn Greer, like I can name some yeah. high school uh, guys from yeah, Philly, Philly, right? Me, but, yeah. but, but I wasn't in, in the mix, but I knew 
Okay. KG and Ronnie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I knew who they were. Like, and so, like, you know, we the highlights whenever they came on TV, like, I knew who you guys were. So, like, y'all transcended a lot. And then you talked about y'all class. So, like, I, even after you and KG, the rest of y'all class was, was still, crazy. Yeah, we, we had, that's what I tell guys, we had some guys that was just. Unbelievable. You know, you the, and this is so crazy about. Even from KG class on down, and even my class, um, if you think about this, a lot of those guys that learned learned basketball in the old school mentality type way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is somewhat way affiliated with still trying to teach that now. Even if you look, even Chauncey was in that class with KG, who was mm-hmm. coaching with Portland. Mm-hmm. AI to have his mm-hmm. his his um his his um his game he have. Our boy out there, Jermaine O'Neal out in Texas, shout out mm-hmm. to you know, his AU and team who have some pretty amazing players that, you know, he and had I got Tim Thomas out there. Mm-hmm. I got Bibby who's working with the Jordan brand and G League and developmental um basketball as well. You know, you see our, our boy Steven Jackson, what he's doing, uh, yes. him and Matt Barnes. Yes, yes. A lot of those guys are still like in it. in this in it to 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 teach, and we, you know, like like the 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 players. What I tell people the, the the difference now with a lot of players and what we see is the versatility <clears throat> of guys that probably. Back in the days, Kevin Durant would be a center. Mm-hmm. Damn, you know, a power forward. Mm-hmm. But to see some of the things that, you know, KD or Luke or, or even Joel Embiid or Dirk or. Shit, the new kid out in San Antonio. Wimby, yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's great the skill level has mm-hmm. evolved mm-hmm. in basketball, but in terms of like, how, you know, and people always compare, you know, like the eras. The reason for me, I'm old school era because of the physical pounding that we had to take to still be great. <laughs> right. That's the only difference. Like, right. I'm saying, take nothing away from these guys than this day. Right, right, right. They're right. highly skilled, the they're special, and it's played different. Yeah, the game is played different. So, that's my only thing is that. That's what gives you all the edge. Yeah, they give us the edge. Okay. Like, you know, so it's like, man, every night is like, especially where we from. Yeah. You know, one of us get somebody got like you that guy in that area, you get hurt, you got about seven hundred dudes outside. Mm-hmm. It was a different mindset of like, uh uh-uh. uh. But it was like for, for like for me, it was the 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 competitive and in the mm. some things that I, I'm watching, say, like you, like you in it. Like <laughs> I said, some of the stuff that guys are saying doing the court at the time, it was like, oh wow, and those wasn't even fouls. They wasn't even being called. Man, listen, it, <laughs> we were some games, boy. You get guys getting closed down out the air. I mean, you like two got to a point out the first y'all like you know what man, when the rep man don't even call no foul for me. If I and this is one of the things I think that when KG did um, KG certified, not KG certified, he did the thing with TNT. So he had Ricky Davis, Sam 
I think it's Sam Mitchell, Coach Sam Mitchell that he played for, played with. Mm-hmm. And then they was talking about me, and they was like, this is what y'all understand about Ronnie. He can go over you, and he was strong as hell to go through you. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I had the mindset to think that way, because sometimes dudes like you go in the lane, guys wouldn't care about if they got the ball or undercut you, you flip in the air. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a warrior mentality going there. Mm. So when I went in there, to, I wasn't going in there to do throw through dunks. When I was going in there, I was going in there if I had to put my foot in your chest, yeah, attack step you. on you and attack you. Yeah, let you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And it, because that's how you had to protect yourself. Yeah. I, I got to hit you before you hit you got, me. And that's the way it was back then. And so, then we was more integrated on actually defending mm. that best guy on no I'm I'm, I'm guarding no, I got him yeah like you I took it. that you yeah. meant that mm-hmm. so I mean that's the difference between now and I think like I said um, you know Kobe was one you already see what yeah, guy yeah, Kobe yeah. was yeah. so you mindset. understand our mindset from how we thought and then you just see the way guys go on the floor. It speaks for itself. Celebrity status aside, and obviously KG being, you know, the, I won't say, well, I guess you could say the biggest of them all, but you named quite a few guys. You named Mike Bibby, you named um, Jack, you named um, Tim, Shaheem, Shaheem, AI. How does it, how good does it feel? Again, celebrity status aside, how good does it feel that you guys or you specifically have, cultivated relationships with black men who have become by far the most successful men in the world among among the most successful men that you can literally when we've done this podcast you can literally if you want it on the ride home call KG like yo KG I just did this podcast like you have those type of relationships how good yeah. does that feel man I tell you something you know what <laughs> I think the the greatest feeling like for me is that the respect that all we of all have mm-hmm. for what we've been through and learning the game and playing the game to today. And I tell you the craziest thing, like, um, it's a story I was, I don't know if AI wanted to tell you, but this was so funny. When the <laughs> big three was here, the first time AI was playing, mm-hmm. I was having to watch because he's on there and he got his knee banged and he ain't played no more after that. Mm-hmm. So I was had to go speak and I took my assistant coach okay. up to um, Wisconsin. I had to go speak at this big old camp. So we needed to get back close to seven because they had AAU practice at okay. the time. So I was like, man, you know what? Hey, man, it's traffic. We got a little time. Let's stop at Rivers Casino and get something to eat. Okay. So then I walk in one of the bosses <laughs> in there was like, hey, your buddy. He was like, who? He wouldn't tell me. And he's like, go over to the roulette table over there. So I'm walking up behind him like, the other dealer's looking at smiling and laughing because I was like, don't say nothing. So I realized it was him. So my assistant had went to the bathroom. So then I tap AI on the shoulder. He turned around, he couldn't believe me. Because we ain't seen each other in a while. Mm. Big old hug jumped all over me, man. It was just amazing to see each other after so many years, seeing that he was doing great. And then, of course, we started talking about right, 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 basketball right. and the gym. So y'all had your Al Bundy moments? Yeah, so y'all, we had that. <laughs> so, I wanted to ask that. Do y'all do, do you yeah, do a lot of that? Do yeah, you, do we do. Do so, y'all? So just because it's. Talking it, shit like I remember when I dunked on your ass. Man, like, look, shit, y'all do this that? This the thing. The crazy part, my running mate was AI at Nike Camp. I I was the one, he was the two. Oh, we was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
we was out there taking turns on people. Oh, wow. To the point our bigs was mad. Hey, shout out to Samaki, to Heidi White. Yeah, they was mad because we wasn't passing nothing. Nothing. Yeah. AI was an unbelievable athlete coming yes. up. Yes. Football, yes. Like, basketball. I'm looking at myself. Yeah, you yeah. I can jump. Yeah. But I think on a law play, the coach put in at Cabot. And, and he, we, well, we ran one for me, but we ran one for him. That's when I realized, I'm like, golly. Yeah. He AI, can get up. Yeah, he definitely can get up. But yeah, like, man, like I said, this. You know, my assistant come back, and then we hugging up. We still we hugging up again. Right, right. So now AI back to him, so he don't know who hugging me. Mm-hmm. You ought to see the look on his face when he realized who it was. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Hey, this is my assistant," and I said, "DJ, this AI." He's like. It's starstruck. Yeah, he just still like it's starstruck. starstruck. But it was crazy. It was an awkward moment, and then you got guys. So now people coming over there. We take pictures. Like, no, not in here. Mm -hmm. You know, we just sitting there trying to enjoy ourselves. Right, 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 right. It was it was crazy. Like I said, you know, seeing us guys, and that's that's a love we have. And you see, we always speak highly all the time of each other, man. And that's why I say I'm so proud of all these guys, Matt, Steve, what they doing. Yeah, Jack, Jack, bring, yeah. he brings up that era a lot on there. I yeah, watch their podcast, man. and I'm I love their podcast, but like I just love them too, just in general, just yes. just because they're they're kind of like they like rebels, and like I can see, I, 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 I pull it, yeah, I pull into that. You see the stuff. I pull into that. Yeah, we is a just like yeah. I say, it's a different breed. Nah, of, Jack. Jack seems like guys, a real man. solid guy. Yeah, and he's one of my teammates and, and, and Jack, as well. Jack goes to Philly a lot. He knows a lot of people that I know. Yeah, he's in Philly a lot. Yeah, it was a teammate for like this is the thing. Man, it's crazy. Like if something go down, we, you know, we 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 roll them. I mean, that's like, but we have all those guys. Like, you know, like I said, to to see everybody in the out all people even watching our boy Shaheem. He coaching. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Man, listen. <clears throat> he's doing a great job. He did you know a great how proud job. That I team. was to be like, look, that was one of my teammates. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I'm like, yeah. yeah. See, guys, and you can, you know, like I say, yeah, it's some, some guys that went different directions in life, but for the most part, for a lot of the guys to see with the platform that, you know, we was blessed with mm-hmm. and able to get back mm-hmm. to do it in so many parts of the country. It's one of the, you know, the, one of the most amazing feelings to know that you then play with those guys. You and, got a um, nice brotherhood. Yeah, that's nice a nice. Yeah, you got a nice. You yeah. you have a very substantially great brotherhood that you can tap into anytime, and that has to feel good. Man, yeah, like I said, because you you know you want to do stuff and put things on, you know, um, for the youth and where you're from, and like you can just tap in and and the good thing is for me able to share stories, mm-hmm. you know, at Nike camp with AI and and KG. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the time when Jordan made the second comeback when we played, you know, was playing down at hoops. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you get the chance to share these different stories, man. Uh, that, that got it. That got it. For and, spe- and speaking of KG, shout out to KG. How fun was it playing with him? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Look, at first he was a little bit more laid back. You know, he still talked <clears throat> a little bit. But when he got here... I heard y'all got I heard y'all got your claws into him a little bit. Yeah, we we did. I heard we, I heard y'all got your claws into him. Some we won't go down that street, yeah, but I heard yeah. we're not gonna go down that street. Yeah. Shout out to KG. You, you heard his podcast. Yeah, like, Man, where Roddy yeah. taking yeah. me to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I heard was, y'all got your claws into him a little bit. You know, we made sure, like I say, we had a lot. I heard of y'all took guy. care of him though. Yeah, we took care of him. Like mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, like a lot of people don't understand is like our guys that kind of ran basketball and had, you know, had us out there playing the teams, looking out for us and making sure that we go that way. You know, shout out to my guy, Brian Lee, um, Rock, mm. June Tate, mm. all those guys, the baby, OGs. all those guys fly, regardless of what people may think in terms of outside of it. But a lot of the things is those guys always put tournaments, fun, entertainment things and and, and, and and kept things going for us. What people don't really to see and understand appreciate it now. Mm. And when you look back, when those guys do all the outside tournaments, tournaments in, in a lot of different places that people are always attending, even when you was younger and kids, you look to be at the playground plan. That's what we hope to try to get back in this generation mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how we was able to to get better because we was out there all the time. We were like, and this is so crazy. Was it that hot back then? Because like now no. you're outside and like no. it wasn't. It wasn't. Because I'm like, man, how did I play ball out here in that 100 degrees? So the, so the so the weather wasn't as hot as it is. It couldn't have been because y'all was out so. Man, we was out there playing whole tournaments. Yeah, yeah. ten games. They don't outside tournaments for real. They don't. No. no they but don't. but but that goes back to what we talked about originally with the, the trophy mentality and the toughness of these kids. Like, and and also too, like I, I guess just the DNA is just a little bit different because kids be passing out now and it's like you can't. Well, you want to be much safer when you know, like you can't go in this type of weather, but. The thing about it for these kids too, though, what we didn't have, I can name close to ten facilities that's been built with eight to ten courts in it. Mm-hmm. We didn't have none of that. None. Yeah. We going to play us a, a stage in there in one court, and it was no bigger than this room. <laughs> exactly. And y'all got down. And we got down. Y'all so got it's down. Like, there's no excuse because, like now, you build so many facilities with kids that could just go to and play. So. I don't, you know, I don't, that ain't no excuse for them no more. They got more, you know, I like I say, much more facilities. Be, yeah. And AAU is, like, when I played. A billion dollar industry. Yes. And this thing, when I played, and this was so crazy that people didn't realize, AAU time I played with, I was the only black athlete on it. I played with a team of six, five, six, six, Serbian or Lithuanian players. Damn. Played three turn, three games in the tournament with them. That was the only AAU I did. Damn. And still was ranked the one of the top players without going on the road a lot. I think Bayou is it's like this. Players want to get seen, which is good. But you also, if if I'm a coach, I don't you know, seeing you at AAU and then I go back to watch you at your high school and you not even that player then I don't know what I'm getting when I recruit you. Mm-hmm. I can't say I see you over here in this circuit, you got twenty points a game <clears throat> and then I go back and watch in high school and you probably don't even start or you ain't even contributing like that see that's the thing with kids don't understand if they're going to recruit they looking at what you do at your high school along with your AAU games the same could be flipped on that as well so you could have a guy from his high school team that's not starting and not really I'm sorry that is starting or whatever and then he gets to AAU and he he ain't doing too well but see, and that's the thing that's very rare where it's like <clears throat> you're going to get, you know, most time when you're a Division One coach recruiting, you you recruiting 
AAU is just an extra, but you really recruiting him in high school and what he's doing in that season. Because, like, think about it. it. In high school, you in more of a college environment in terms of consistent practices with a team that's not full of all-stars. Okay, okay, okay. Fair you see enough. what I'm saying? That's Fair combined. Enough. Fair so enough. now I know what you're doing with this group and you're not surrounded by Eight, nine other yeah, guys. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Right. So I can't see what I'm saying. So yeah, I got you. if you go and you with a great team and you keep putting up 25 and then I go to the high school and it's like, wait a minute. Right. Because them great teams could be making you look better yeah, than what you are. Yeah, that's why a lot of coaches yeah. get fired and giving away scholarships. They should. <laughs> they should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, high school Ronnie, high school KG, what was those practices like? Me and Kevin was never on the same team. It wouldn't have been fair. Right, I know that. So, so like, what, it was more. So, did y'all battle? Did y'all go yes, at it? Yes. Yes. What was they like? Like, what was those battles First of like? All, okay, the thing with Kevin is, he made me develop a mid-range pull-up fadeaway at the time in terms of like, because you had to be smart. See, it's a lot of people that block shots, but Kevin know how to block shots in terms of the timing of when to go get it at his highest peak. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And even off a a pump eight, mm-hmm. he's still quick enough to get back to back his second block yeah, yeah, where yeah. you like still ain't getting a good look. Mm-hmm. So it was like getting him in transition, moving around, catching him, moving away from the bucket to try to get him. But going under there, we ain't have a chance. And then when down there, you know, trying to weak side, I never tried to guard him like one-on-one. <laughs> where he turn around, he jump hook, and he shooting over. And I, and I can jump, but... When he's already there, and say you got to think, even at six eleven, he's still jumping on like thirty inch vertical. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so what are you gonna do? Even if I do jump fifty one at six three, it still it, it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So you know, but no, our practice was that's what helped us in the game because they was we was going at it. It was rumored that. In order to see y'all play once he got here, you had to come to y'all freshman games to be in the gym to hold early. early. Yeah, yeah. And Man. so you you playing freshman game, one, did they have freshman A-B games or just a freshman game? Just No, we just had sophomore game and then varsity. Oh, okay. And see, the more you talk about this and I think about NIL now. Y'all would be crazy. It would be crazy. Man, listen. It would be crazy. Look. It would be crazy. First of all, and first I, of all, like, these people like get. Y'all should have been getting some of that gate money. No, we. That's another. Yeah. Y'all should, Trust me. <laughs> y'all should have been getting some of that gate money. And that's from everywhere. Like I remember, like when we first played in the Final Four at UIC, which now is Credit Union Arena. Mm-hmm. Man, we sold that place. I was like, people, they out there scalping tickets for seven hundred, a thousand. Word. Yeah, it was crazy. We sold that place out to the to the top. Where normally you you know you be sold out and so that, mm-hmm. but the whole like with people you know the head, yeah, yeah like you are like people was like golly. <laughs> and then the following year, even though I had my accident, I made that appearance because Farragut still you know made at least to the final yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so crazy to when they snug me in. And some people knew. But you know, in those booths is like a tent, right? Uh-huh. So you can you can see, but you can't really see. Right. So it's, it's crowded. So the minute 
I, I don't know, I got emotional in a moment when we was making a run. And I happened to be against the glass like, mm. come on. And then they turn around and seen it was me. Oh, it was over. It was over. So now half of the place is turning around, running up, trying to look. And he's in there. He's in there. I was still in there, still watching the game. And then when it was time for me to leave, I couldn't get out of there. Damn. And I had that halo on at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had the halo on at the time. But I had to go see them play. Um, I saw the highlight when you talked about um the coach uh, who who passed away where his son played Sergio uh, when you jumped over him in a high school basketball game. Do you remember that? Like vividly remember that without seeing the, the Listen man, you know, I remember like I had to go down to my guy David Boo who, you know, he works now, worked his way up. He works in um NBA front office now. Okay. And I had to go down there to Peoria to speak at one of his camps. Mm-hmm. And Sergio brought his son, you know, to the camp when I was speaking. <laughs> and this kid, they like, that's the dude that jumped over your daddy's head. The kid wouldn't even speak to me. Shake my hand. I'm I'm cool with Serge now. And Serge, you know, I love Sergio. But um that moment I, I can tell you vividly what happened. I'm like, I'm in foul trouble. Okay. So I'm looking at the other side, and he's on the opposite block. Right. So the ball is kicked to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going at a good speed of like, okay, he done finna foul out this game with an offensive foul, or Lord, I'm about to jump over him. That's the thought. That's the only option I had because mm-hmm. when he, I got it, and he came perfect rotation. Yeah, perfect. Normally, a person can be a late mm-hmm. or like body turn. I saw the video. No, he came perfectly, and that's when I was like, "Look, I'm, I'm a Clem. I hope." And that's when I just went straight, <laughs> straight over. Boom! I never get that. And it was off. He did the perfect rotation, and he didn't do anything wrong. Nothing. And that's what people was like. I was like, look, that's the only option I had. He didn't do nothing wrong. Yeah. Like you said, the rotation was perfect. Now, the video that I saw, and I'm assuming it's the video that most people have seen. Do you know the person who recorded that? No. No? I don't. I wonder if that person is out there ever like, I saw the video on YouTube. And so I wonder oh, if. I had to ask and Coach his, Nelson. His, his, you can hear his voice in the thing. It, 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 it would be no different than if somebody did that today. Like he was like, oh my God. You know, he was like, that's real. like good. Stanley Jones. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find a video when we're done. Trust so you, me, so you probably can find and call you. Um. <laughs> To your accident, you spoke. You kind of, you know, uh, alluded to your accident a little bit. Is it, is it okay to ask you about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, do you feel um, how difficult was the days following your accident? And um, what, you know, what was tougher, the physical recovery or the mental recovery? Um, you know, I looked at that. You know, the good part of well, I won't say ain't no good part about no accident, but uh, the fortunate aspect. For me, of happening when that happened, when you young and things happen, you also ways think you, you know, you can you think you can like bounce back. You invincible. Yeah. If you're young, you're like, oh, this just this okay, ain't nothing right, falling right. off me. Right, right. Cool, you gonna be back out at the playground right, playing. Right. So that kind of helped me at that moment of thinking like, oh, I'm gonna be okay. Okay. Right. So. If that would have happened when I was maybe 25, 
it probably would have been more devastating. I would never mm. been able to mentally recover from mm. that. But being so young at the time, it was like I, I, it was I, like, I, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. oh man, this it. Oh, okay, I'm you know I'm not paralyzing. You know, my legs, I'm going to still be able to walk. And, oh, I'll be able to play. So that's because I'm asking, this is crazy. <clears throat> I'm going to get down there when they telling me this before they realize that I had these fractures in my neck. I'm going like, you think I'm going to be ready for the playoff? <laughs> he looking at me like, what? <laughs> playoff, you know, they, what do y'all play? You know, like three, four days. Going into that playoff, this was... I was averaging like close to 40 on my way to breaking that record for scoring it in Illinois. And mm-hmm. then I was going to like, you know, hopefully win the city championship. And then I was going to probably just come out. Mm-hmm. I was going to go ahead and declare because I wanted to end it on a high note. Mm-hmm. But the thing I learned throughout that, where as a human, when things go, you know, wrong in life, it's like we tend to not really pay attention to the devastating aspect of how it happened mm-hmm. or why it's happened mm-hmm. instead of just like move on and just like a person go out there, boom, oh, this happened in life. Sometimes it changed, you know, depending on how you, you know, fully recover, if mm-hmm. you fully recover from it. But for me, when I was looking at the things that was going on in my life, everything that was given to me and then enjoying it. Um, it comes to a point where you get humble. Now, this is what adversity hit because you like when this stuff happened. You, you know, you could be in a place of like, okay, as time go on, to like say, all right, forget it. But for me, I start to think in every year the reason and any opportunity still be able because it could have went a lot of ways. I could have been paralyzed. It was very close to that. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I could have died. So when I looked at those two options, I was more relieved. I was going to ask moving forward in life mm-hmm. or whatever happens moving forward. I'm physically able to still do stuff and make my way in life mm-hmm. without hindering or hindering anyone else. Mm-hmm. So once I start to understand life throws you different things it was a, it was easier to say just be thankful for each and right, every day right, right. regardless if I play ball or not mm-hmm. or whatever come forward but I was still able to continue with a career and thankful for that so I never looked and cared to look back to say what if right right now so you, you saying what say yeah. yes you see what I'm saying because yeah. I can be like if I didn't have those accidents and then I didn't Continue to play, I can be like, man, what what if? if? Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? The two worst outcomes. Yeah, the two worst outcomes is like, hey, Yeah, you you beat those odds. Yeah, I'm straight. I'm (laughs) like, man. Yeah. They like, and they showing like, ooh, you close being paralyzed. Oh, you could have been dead. So, talking about what if, and listen, yeah, this could have happened. So, that's why, you know, moving forward, you able to just draw strength and then, able to share your thoughts and the experiences on mentally how you handle it. So like, do you feel bitter if you didn't, you know, you didn't play in the NBA? No, I don't. This is, this is why, because I look at it to the standpoint of those two options of being dead or paralyzed compared to still being able to have a very successful career, Mm -hmm. coach, build a a program Mm -hmm. 
and have multiple opportunities still to this day to give back and still build and have a great life. And that's why it's like, I don't, you know, look at it from like the, the what ifs. Cause I could have been not here. Right. There would have been no most guys that said that haven't had those, those two options thrown in front of them. Yes. I know it can be hard. Like, man, if he would have done this boy, that's without having an accident or going to a life. Right. Yes, it's, life it's harder yeah. for them to yeah. accept that yeah, 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 than yeah. it was for me. And then my peers from the, the, the Jordans, the AIs, the KGs, to this day, what I love about Steven Jackson's Bibby, these guys, the respect and love that they show me to this day if I was in the league. Mm. You know, so it's not a point of like, oh, maybe should he? No. It's the respect of these guys viewed you that way, mm. you know, and the, that the you, love like, and like you're still on that, yeah, that level, on that level yeah, with yeah, these yeah, yeah. guys to you know to see That's and watch what Kobe was able to accomplish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We just high school kids, or you know, even with Bibby, with like going to the Western Conference Finals. To that's not there. They lose against Shaq and Kobe. Hey, but you you led a team there. Mm-hmm. To watch what my boy Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Dea, Artez did in Indiana. So it's like, you, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's you know, you, you have a whole look, you know, different outlook on life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's why, like, for me, every each and every day I wake up, I'm thankful, grateful for something that I can change moving forward. So. From baseball, so after, you know, after the accident, you know, you had some other situations going on. Um, why, why do you think you never really got that opportunity to be in the league? Like, what, what do you think was a result of that? Well, a lot of things. Like I tell people, you know, like it's a, it's like investment in in life when you dealing like you ain't investing ten thousand dollars, you investing millions of. A lot of different things that happened when you was younger uh-huh, uh-huh. to also physically. This is another thing. When I went to pre-draft and you had to see doctors, that was fresh off my accident. And I was in more pain in my neck to even try to show. But when I got to anyway, the fourth or fifth doctor where it was like pulling on it, physically, I wasn't back. Mm. And over the course of time, I still was, was a great player. But I wasn't that player I was. Leaving post post injury, post injury, pre injury rather. Yeah, pre injury. Um, how different? Like you, you, you brought up um, some of the OGs um, that kind of helped you and KG um, throughout your high school career, just to kind of keep y'all focused on the path. You know, keep certain things um, away from you. Um, how difficult was it to stay away from people you knew in your heart wasn't good for you um, during your career? Right. I mean, because you you are you are you are a pinnacle of this city from all of your high school career and just kind of throughout. And I'm sure you've seen, heard, and know about different things when you were younger that could have affected your career, accident aside, that could have steered you one way or the other. Like, how difficult was that? You know, this is like one one of the main leaders in my life when I was young, when I was going through some stuff. You know, um, that was very pivotal, like a close big brother to me and protecting me as well. Um, 
when I came back, I think my first year from overseas and I was like in the process of like, you know, just figuring out, you know, hey man, you know, street was his life. You know, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And, but he also always was one of the guys that always protected me and made sure nothing happened, anything go down. And, you know, he ended up, he ended up getting killed. And that, that took a toll on me a lot moving forward, you know, that I had to really focus even more on because you didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that, that guidance and, 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 and one of my biggest fans and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. and, and that changed, you know, a lot. And, um, I think, like I said, those guys back then running the tournaments and, and also protecting the guys that have a future for themselves. Mm -hmm. Those guys looked out for us, you know, um, you know, like I said, you know, even, you know, Kenny Shannon is another guy, you know, like I said, for me in my life, all those guys I mentioned, regardless of what, you know, their styles of life was, they also made sure a lot of us ball players was safe, mm-hmm. looked out for mm-hmm. places to play, great tournaments. Had something uh, to eat, had clothes on eat, your back. Yeah, yeah, clothes, yeah. shoes. Yeah, all that. Also... Pro-Am was one of the best Pro-Ams. Those guys, like I said, and, you know, regardless of what people say, those guys was great for us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, growing up, and, 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 and I stand on that all day long. As you should. I mean, and, and, and people like that um, that you speak about, they are, they're, they're, they're in all cities. Yes. You know, the New Yorks, the Phillies, the Dallases, the Texas, they're in all them urban, the Californias, the, mm-hmm. you like the people on the outside of our culture. And when I say culture, I mean black culture yeah. that don't understand that those people are important. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they, they doing what they doing. They, they do got going. Thing, but yeah. like I said, but, but when they, it comes to like, they protect yes, us. Yes. And they, that's yeah. one of the things that what well, well, people don't like what we kind of, You've missed today in some way, yeah, shape or form. They kind of miss that. They they do because those yeah. those people that you're speaking about, they're now the culture vultures. Yeah, they're now the snakes in the grass. Yeah, and so it is a it's when you talk about a different era from high school basketball, just NBA and all all that stuff. It you got to include that too. You can't just because say that's where it comes. Yeah, from. like because they putting you in this thing. People understand like this. Them the guys that's putting you in a situation and playing against the best, finding the best, having guys match up against the best. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this story one time, like, you know, um, a player that was one of the most amazing players to ever play here is with in Chicago, Jamie Brandon, right? He's on my list to try to get. A lot of people tell me to try. To, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, like, <laughs> Jamie. He said he was the best player. Yeah. Jamie, you know, like, and see, this would always try to break down with people. When everybody and it's the thing, I love the debates, but when it comes down to Chicago basketball, I don't mind a debate, but I don't like a debate where the bashing of the guys that's debating where it gets so heated. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have your opinion on who you you know thought was better or whatever. But when people ask me, Why are you the greatest player on the you know, playing Chicago, I'm like, no, guys. I say if you want to say entertaining and taking it to a different level, 
Yes. But great, man, look, Tim Hardaway, Isaiah, I mean, I mm. can, Mark McGuire, you know, mm. you even got the younger guys that's under me, like the Derrick Rose, the Jabari Parker, mm-hmm. the Jaleels, Antoine Walkers. Mm. Um, I mean, you got Jamie, Marcus Liberty, Kendall Gill, um, who was, um, Man, so many they ain't gonna name. And so many y'all have Chicago has. And, and, uh, it, so it's just one of those things where it's just like you would go down a list of guys that and had their moments in high school that's always rememberable mm-hmm. to everyone that and got a chance to see us play throughout the years that had a moment right. of saying, "Okay, that was one of the greatest moments they have seen in a high school player in that era." And, 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 right, and it goes down, down the line. Down the yeah, line. yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's why, for me, it, you know, even with like a guy like Michael Herman, you know, Tommy Hamilton, Rashad Griffin, Mike Finley, Danny Boyce, um, Kenny Davis, Kiwan <laughs> Like, I can go down a list of guys that and done remarkable things. And I seen, even when I was playing, I was like, and that's the thing. I'll be in all, I don't care. But like I said, you know, I feel I'm a great player. But if I see some guy, I'm like, man, dang, you see that? I even do this to today with these young kids. And that's because you you love to watch and see someone that's talented and do things special. Mm-hmm. That what makes you be like, not be a guy you come in the gym and be like, oh, please. He ain't doing that. No. That's remarkable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, like I said, I would, you know, we just, you know, I give all our guys praise and love, even guys that played way before me, you know. Man, I can I can sit and talk to you for hours, man. I want to <laughs> I want to start winding down a little bit. Um, start asking you. So back in high school, who guarded you the toughest? Wow. Um, who guarded me the toughest? It wasn't no one person, but who had some of the better game plans at games? Western House mm. had some great game plan. And that conference alone, you know, like I said, I, I scored, but my lowest average probably was against Western House at like maybe like 25 points. And that's low. That's low average. That's crazy. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that, like, that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> compared to other people's getting 47, 38. Right. Yeah. In eight minute games. I think. <laughs> Eight minute quarter. Eight look, minute quarters, right? This is the I'm gonna tell you, this is the story. <laughs> now that, that's fucking wild. <laughs> look, this is gonna blow your mind. I'll never forget. See, this is one you should have put now. The the heat and venom I got when KG graduated. And I was next year. Okay. So you gotta mm-hmm. think we pounced on a lot of guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So well, he you was know, I already know, like, oh, wait till wait he till he leaves. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting it from <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Not realizing you like I said, we grew in the but era. You're still of average Michael 32. Jordan. Yeah. yeah. So you ought to know how my man yeah. like, oh yeah. Hey, bring that shit. Okay, yeah. Like, so I'm up here like we had to play Manly, and it was still selling out. So we couldn't even play at their school. We had to go play at Malcolm X. Okay. Okay. So I never forget this game. This didn't blow y'all mind. Day up, thirteen. I got three fouls. We only get five. So I got three points going to halftime. 
<laughs> Remember that this is, I got the article my daughter having. So, shout out to my daughter, Lisa Fear. That's my baby, my heart. <laughs> um, so, coach, we get in there. So now, this is my senior year. They, you can tell they was like, happy KG is gone. They they partying over they, everything. So, walking up in the locker room, I ain't say nothing. Coach looked me, player looked me, I ain't say anything. And Wolf was like, look, you got three, I'm not going to. Start you the second half. I ain't say anything. So now we down like about 13. You got to remember it's eight-minute quarters. Mm-hmm. And soon as the first minute go off the clock and they come out, still hit another three. So now, now we down 16. And he's like, forget it, man. Just go on in. <laughs> I go in. And all of a sudden, the one play that took – that the game change, we get a rebound. Jamel Rome is on the wing. They got a six seven big. So you know in those gyms you had those like pads on the back wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trailing, running right behind, and I see the big Jamel got the ball. He see me running. This time he didn't lob it, so he back with bounce past it. Now I'm already angry. I caught that thing one step from the free throw line. Big jump. I dunked on him so hard, you hear like the bolts in the rim, you hear shake. He knocked him into the back pad. The Damn. place erupted. And one. Score now, we back down 13. Come back down. Remember I tell you about paying those passing lanes? Mm-hmm. What's up? What's up? I steal the next three balls. Keep <laughs> the weakness in the game. So now. That now I scored on that. So like now what? Now we down, I think like seven. seven yeah. They call a timeout. I'm walking past a bench. And I'm not saying I'm just walking our bench. And I just looked at their coach and the rest of the guys. It was over. All of them just looked at me. I ain't make no gesture. They just looked at me like, like I wasn't even human. Game goes on. <laughs> Now it's to a point, getting that thing, now I'm smacking him from three. So remember I said I had three points. Mm-hmm. We end up coming back with this game by seven. I have 49. <laughs> Come on, man. Bro, you scored 46 points in the second in half? In the second half. Eight-minute quarters. With three fouls. With three fouls. Did you get another foul? No. I was, man, listen, I, the referees was like, I went, I went like on a 20-to-nothing run. By I yourself. Was, by myself. And the looks on those people over there was priceless. I still got that article. 46 points in the second half. 46 in the second Eight-minute quarters. Eight-minute quarters. <laughs> Who was your toughest player? <laughs> Who was your toughest player to guard in high school? Man, toughest. You know, it was a, it was, you know, we had quite a few guys. I'm a great defender, but like when you would switch off and you go on some of the best players, you know, like this kid Jimmy Sanders, um, was like a shorter guard and he was like deceptive, and he just knew how to maneuver his body and do things. And he had a floater before Tony Parker had it. Mm. Mm. And he was using that. He was good at freezing guys. It was 
Hell trying to guard him. And of course, um, let me see who else. Other than that, a lot of guys I kind of like. Mike, Mike Herman was another guy. Was you know he was a mm. he had one of the best crossover pull ups that I seen. Mm. So his crossover was like you had no choice but to roll your ankle. <laughs> <laughs> so you you know you like he was he was some special, but a lot of guys like I say I kind of locked down. Okay. Yeah, I kind of locked down. Okay. Uh, so my next question, really, I don't really think I should ask because. Yeah. Pass. No, ask. I have a question. <laughs> yeah, so, right. so I want you to name. Now you had multiple forty-point games. You had a forty-six-point second-half game. I want you to name one player and one team who was barbecue chicken who you gave absolute buckets to. Manly. That game you talked about. I'm gonna tell you what. So that was the same year my accident. Mm. So look, so so crazy. So I had 49 when we had to play them. It was their home game, but that Malcolm X. Okay. The last game of my high school career was against them. I think two nights later, I had my accident. But that game Please at home you. at our place. Please say you had 50. I had 46. <laughs> <laughs> So, so if you're doing, if you're doing but then the Lincoln Park, okay, it was a tie because the week before that Lincoln Park, I had 51. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> and then the first game against Loyola in the Proviso West Tournament, 51. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> so, so you had 95 points against Manly. Yeah. Alone, yeah, just that. That senior year, yeah, ninety five. I think Westhouse was the lowest, probably about like fifty five, and everybody else was between ninety, eighty in terms because you had to play twice, like yeah. twice, oh, yeah. right? So he was like with Marshall, it was like average was like thirty five against those, right, right, right. right. Know, so I think so Manly, Manly got was the worst. The, yeah, they Manly got was the worst. The, your highest average. Yeah, we do the, the, the I averaged thirty five. Against Marshall, Whitney Young was around like seventy between those two. Yo, that's why. Yeah, that was my senior numbers. Then now, one day you got two thousand six hundred and nineteen points. God damn! Now wonder. That's why. So we're coming down to our last few. I added this last question specifically for you, and we asked you about your. Mount Rushmore coaches. I want you, and I usually, which will be the very next question, but I want you to name your top five high school starters and one six man. Through any era? Through any era. This is your list. Oh, my goodness. This is your list. I got to name it. Listen, man. And that's another thing that people realize. Quentin Richardson. Yes. Oh. Q. Yes. Oh, Q. Was a man, dog. listen. Yeah, Q was a dog. He was Look. a dog. Man, let me see. Positionless basketball, me. too. Do I put KG? Because This yeah. is your list. KG. All right, KG. Go ahead. That's one. Isaiah. Okay. I love Tim. Okay. All the way. Okay. I'm taking myself out of it. <laughs> Oh, you out of it? Yeah. Okay. 
Somebody who scored 95 points against oh. one team. But okay. Twan. Okay. Um, That's four. Um, Benji. Oh, not a lot of people talk about him enough. So, yeah. That's, that t- that's a tough answer. Who's your sixth man? Oh, man. That's a tough team. That's my sixth man. Was also dominant back then, I would say. Um, man, that's hard. I want to. I'm about to put. I'm about to put Q on there. Okay. Yeah. That's a tough list. Yeah. That's a tough list. Now name your all-time NBA team starters and six man. Man, now you're killing me. <laughs> of course, Mike. Okay. You got to say Mike. Can't be from Chicago and can't say Mike. Kobe. He's Kobe. a class guy, too. Definitely. Yep. Um, I love Shaq. Shaq, of course. Elijah Wan. Ooh, wee. And I got to go and play with Magic in his all-star game out there in Phoenix for the Clove Trials. I go with Magic. Okay. And who your six man coming off the bench? I'm taking Steph, man. Okay. Got to have a shooter. This is the crazy part about it is like KD is a very rare skill talent. LeBron, of course, is special in himself, but uh, like a magic, you know, so it's like because of like I like with magic, I had a moment with magic, you know, like the reason I, you know, of course, put magic on there. Um, Kobe is our class. I always show love to our class. Mm-hmm. Great mama. And then, of course, MJ. And then like Shaq is just one of those guys that was different, man. I looked at some of his highlights like three days ago to realize if he played now, how athletic he was, regardless if you foul him or not, he would hurt. Like yes, these guys would yes, be hurt. Yes, because I'm like, guys, y'all know ain't no centers there that can guard him at all. And Shaq could move. And Lajuan, you already heard, heard what Mike yeah. said. He was all he could play all five positions, and he was one of the best defensive players ever. You know, and Steph is. Come on, man. Steph is Steph. Greatest shooter of all I time. I never got an all of a guy that put fear. Like, we would, when you get dunked on, mm-hmm. you put fear in a guy don't want to get that. You Very suddenly, you've seen anybody put fear in you from shooting you get, get, Getting shot over, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, that is different. Yeah, you over there like, man. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, you want me to guard him way right there? Right. So basically, you telling me to guard a dude when in this era of the guys, the skill set, the three point shooting, and the, the the speed to open the game more. If I go out there and guard him, you have me chase him. Anybody else on their team that's quick like KD, he gonna have forty on whoever else guard because you can't help. <laughs> yeah, we well, ain't gonna help. You gonna shoot right, man? Ain't leaving Steph, and then you ain't been leave Clay, who was in the top five greatest shooters yeah, ever. Definitely so, not. Definitely not. So you know, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's a good list. Mine's is AI, Kobe, Jordan, LeBron, Hakeem, and my sixth man is Jamal Crawford. Damn, that's man. my list. Listen, <laughs> yeah, you might take Steph off. 
<laughs> I love Steph, but AI. AI, yeah, so he was a he was a monster. Yeah. All right, so my last two questions. One is a question. One is more so a message. Um, you mentioned your daughter. You you have one child. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. That's actually perfect. All right. So I, I'm Muslim, and in Islam, we believe that our children pick us as parents. That's that's what we are taught. I'm hearing that. What does it mean knowing that your daughter picked you to be her father? Um, just kind of talk about that and what family means to you. I think for me, like. You know, being young, because I had my daughter when I was very young, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and when you're young in terms of like, for me, the father figures was the guys that was around, like my coaches and mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So you really not learning until you, on the fly, you're learning how to how to be a father, be a father, because yeah. you really didn't have it. You know, it was really my mom and then coaches that mentored and showed me the way, you know, um, Coach Nelson. Coach Wolf, Coach Malnati, you know, Kaplan, who's been amazing supporter even to this day. You know, I met a lot of great people, man, um, throughout my journey that and and showed me different ways in life of that you could pull from. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you could pull from, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the record, those of us that did have our fathers, we still learning on the fly too. Yes, we still. So learning. like, there's no guide to that. But go ahead. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm proud of my daughter. Like, she um, was amazing. She graduated from UIC mm. degree, got a real great job right off the back. Soon she graduated, even though it you know I wanted to see her walk across the stage, but at the time it was right at the pandemic. Mm. So now she's, you know, she's great job doing amazing. And now she's going back to school for her master's mm-hmm. to, you know, um, continue to strive to, to be better. So I could be more of a proud dad than that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's um, like our, our children are are a reflection of us and how we talked about, like, just wanting them to be better than what we learned, gotten. That's the challenge yeah, of this yeah, era. Yeah. Because, man, there's so many different yeah, ways yeah. to pull so many different things from. And then, like I said, it's, you know, it's a challenge. You know, you know, if you could keep, like, listen, they're going to look at social media. They're going to look at all these different things. But you just hoping through whatever instant that that well, mistake has happened that they just learn from it and just move forward. Right. From it, you know, because like I say, you don't want to shield the kids from from life because then they don't learn as much. Right. Only thing you just do is like try to tell them what to look out for to prepare mm-hmm. and, you know, let them learn as they go. Um, my last thing I'd like you to do is I'd like you to send a future message to yourself. Um, just kind of talking in third person. So when you send yourself a message, it's Ronnie, and then, you know, give yourself a message. So then when you look back on this from years, hopefully you'll see this message to yourself. So. Yeah. My message to Ronnie for me, I like to, to see, um, myself, um, in the future, look back on that through all that adversity and a lot of things that I faced that I was able to use the platform and the opportunities to give back and show kids, you know, moving forward in life that I was able to help them change and fight through adversity themselves 
and to overcome all the, the critics and the doubters of what you say, you know, that say that you can't amount to anything or you're going to, you know, this is going to happen that I was able to make that change and inspire a lot of the guys. And hopefully it's starting with, you know, um, being able to reach back in there in the city along with a lot of the kids. Like I said, I coached the AAU and stuff like that. Um, I think just from what I know of you and what I've learned from you, I think that I'm, I think it's important to note that, you know, your, your story is an important one <clears throat> to be told. <clears throat> and um, I hope other people get an opportunity to kind of learn more, you know, as, as you continue to um, just kind of, you know, as you age, um, it, it, like you are a huge, a part of this culture of this city. Um, yeah, you, I mean, I, I you know, I'm at, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I mean, again, we can sit here and talk to you for hours and, and it's kind of, it's kind of humbling just to kind of be in your presence a, a little bit, just like growing up and just kind of reading things and hearing things and then seeing things. And then now like just to kind of sit here and, and, and talk to you and be able to kind of um, pull some of that stuff. It's, it's, it's very humbling. It's, it's very humbling. And I, I appreciate you taking the time to come out of your way a little bit to come in yeah, and, and I, have a conversation with us. For me, you know, the first thing I, I thought about, like when you reached out and then is like looking at some of the guys you had, that's very influential um, coaches as well in um, Chicago. What I was thinking like the whole time was like platforms and people that reach out for mass positive messages, just feedback for, um, you know, just to get back to the youth. And then, you know, you all doing what you all doing. I applaud those things when people build and start their own. And then it's a positive um, change that they trying to, you know, um, help make in this society. So I was like, this, would, this would be good. Like, cause normally like for me, I'm like, you you know, I'm like, man, I know I got to go here coach. I got to get these guys. Right, ready. right, right. So then it was like, Hey guys, all right, we got this. And then I'm looking at the time. I'm like, this was the fastest way because you got to think I'm in Naperville. So I come back to a right, 294 right. cut over, which probably would have been, not good. Thank God I was downtown. Mm. And then it was like, okay, oh, this is so it gave me like like say like forty five minutes. I was like, this is perfect. So I was able to you know just leave and just think about those things. And like I said, you know, thank you guys for having me being able to come. Nah, we this. we really appreciate it. this this yes. this platform. Like uh, you know, just the we I started just I started exposure runs in twenty twenty just to try to give my son. It was like one of them things where it's like I can bitch and complain about what he's not doing, or I could do something about it. You know I what like I mean? That. People, people are oh they're saying this kid is the best. This kid is this this and it, and it's cool. Like those kids are great, but I think my son is great too. And yes. so I can point fingers and I can talk shit and I can be like, well, why whoop de whoop de? It's like nah, fuck all that. I, I could just start some and it just kind of spawned into this. And then when we first started doing the podcast, I, you know, it was like we've gotten messages and we've gotten responses and feedback that like people are really, really feeling it. Like we were trying to show what this city has produced, has produced and is producing. Um, and so that's been really important to us and we love it. Like I, you know when you I, came in, I was talking to a coach and he was like, man, I really love your podcast. It was like, good. I didn't even know him. I got an idea. So like, I like what you guys have done and this is what I'm, 
and to start doing. So I don't think no too many people has done this. With y'all equipment, y'all can take and which you are. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking. And you all probably be one of the first to probably do it. And if you're gonna probably gonna say something that we're already thinking, but go ahead. So I teamed up with big time hoops out of Texas and they wanted to do a Ronnie Fields Elite tournament at Hope Academy. A lot of NBA guys come there to train. Mm-hmm. It's like an NBA facility. You ever yeah, been yeah, yeah, I've been to Hope. Okay, so like we played our home game. So I have a tournament going to be the 13th and 14th. Um, of September? Uh, no, of April, right? Okay. So Put us down. What I was going to have you all do, which I don't think no one had done it, Lab podcast doing shootouts. We in. We're, we're there. That's what we're, we are. No one. And I was like, we're in. <laughs> we're there. Because now this is what I, I, you know, would like to do with you guys is even with some of the younger players, because when you start having the players like say, for instance, like me, I'm like, hey, I want to have such and such a guy hey, go on this kid, Taiwan, sophomore. Oh, we've had them. We've had players up here. Have them like live doing games and get a chance to talk to them right off. Get a chance to talk to them. Yeah, we're in because people don't. And this is the thing: what kids follow. That's a whole new thing. Because like now, you all can follow us just because. And that's crazy how it works like that. When you're doing something that just like, because I told this is thing when I grew up. When I mean when I was growing up, I never looked at a high school player like. Ooh, we. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Michael Jordan. I see Man. these kids now. Man, <laughs> Man I'm like, who? Because <laughs> he just did a dunk and don't even play. Damn. Oh. Yeah. That's when I was yeah. like, okay. Millions. Exactly. Yeah. So I was talking to Rick and I had to see. But, you know, back in the days we used to have, they have it downstate. But please, all the basketball and the people is up here. Uh, city yes. suburban yeah. so I'm like you know maybe sit down with some of the coaches in the suburban area and the city and I like to bring this back to city suburban all star game that would be so lit yo. that's when I played in that's what I played that in. would be so crazy that's my, that's my daughter right oh you gotta take that you gotta hello take that. what's up mama well, Daddy just on a live podcast right now. I was just talking about you. You just leaving school? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll be leaving in a few, so text me when you make it home. All right. Love you. Yeah. And she just leave from you. Hey, you got it. Hey, you got it. Yeah, but that was, I'm, I'm, I think that would be amazing. And we agree. We agree. Yeah. And we agree. And we I end. think that'd be amazing. Yeah. We agree. We are always looking to expand the brand and we have an idea of what we're going to be doing for the upcoming season that's going to blow people's minds. And I, so it's a Thanksgiving tournament at St. Ignatius, right? Yes. yes. 
We got Kendall Gildam, son. That's our first game against them. I'm trying to get them on the damn podcast. Yeah. I'm so, trying to get – shout out to Kendall and shout out to Phoenix. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to get – well, he already – he already he politely already told me he wasn't going to let him come. But, you know, I do a, a showcase. I'm, ha- I'm having a showcase October 28th at the uh, 167 Green Street Rooftop Gym uh, where some yes. of the top players are going to be there. I'd love for you to come if you're available. It's a yes. Saturday. Uh, we could talk more about it offline. Yeah, it runs it. So, I, you know Sh- uh, Sh- Shape. I think is the yeah, guy. Yeah, he's good friends with my guy um, Peter K. See how that works out. See. Yeah, see how that he works just out? asked me that I wanted to do something. I wanted, like I told guys, now is when people always the way I want to run tournaments. You know, how you see, you go to AU team, mm-hmm. and you, AU tournament teams, kids play games, and then they whatever. It's like no interest, you know, in terms of like looking forward to making an All Star game. Bro, that's what we. All right, let me get to my line. You see what I'm saying? Like, no, none of that no more. So it was just like, guys, okay, we put these events together, and with these events, where kids look forward to being, being there. Being in it. Yes, exactly. but it's it, we could talk all day about yeah. this because it, it's, it's people that yeah. be trying to keep them. Anyway, anyway, we we are way over our time. Yeah. Let me get my shout outs real quick. This shout- <laughs> Incentive. Yeah, incentivizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk yeah, about it. Don't give. You don't want to put it out because we don't want yeah, nobody to steal yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we don't want yeah, nobody yeah, to steal yeah, it. Yeah. We don't. Always So, so, of course, shout out to Coach Ronnie Fields for coming on the show. We really appreciate you, sir. And you know, your flowers to you for everything that you have contributed to this city, to this culture, to this nation. When it comes to the simple game of basketball, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like so, with that being. Said, I'm going to shout out my guy, Bo Harrison, across the board over there, AGM Plus. Obviously, yes. I always want to shout out my guy, Tyree Booker of Numerex, Derek Ellison, who's my guy. Both those guys, as you know, have been, um, were, not have been, but were and continue to be um, huge um, supporters of the platform. We got September the 8th. We have Crown the Queens tournament down at Wintrust Arena. Three days away. Three days away. We, and now we're finally doing something for the young ladies. Uh, so we got a... We got an event where the young ladies are going to get a chance to play on Wintrust Arena, and then they're going to get a chance to um, also see the Sky Game. So okay. you know, we got jerseys. They're going to get a chance to play on the floor, uh, get their names up in the scoreboard. We, we, we quietly doing our thing up here. Keep it. Hey, we quietly know. doing our thing, and then of course, uh, October twenty eighth, we got the Shottown Showcase down at one sixty seven Green. I have confirmed some top players that are going to be there. I have confirmed one player who is the top player out of my home state, let alone or in conjunction with my home city. Say that. You know what I'm saying? We're not putting no names out there yet, but if you do your homework and you do your math, one plus one equals two, you can figure that shit out on your own. And on that note, we are gone. (laughs) Out. I like that.